Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the programme for those in church leadership. I'm Andrew Cook and I'm delighted to be with you again. Christian Basics, Dr John Hall brings us more on salvation. And a pastor talks with Malcolm Ryan. We continue our series about the basics of Christianity with Dr John Hall and we've been considering in recent programmes the Bible's teaching about salvation. To be a genuine disciple of Christ, a person must truly repent of their sins. Then, inseparably linked with that, they must have faith in Christ. That is saving faith, which John Hall began to explain for us last time here on Serving Today. He said there were three ingredients that make up true saving faith. First, we must know the truth about Jesus, the fact that he lived and died on the cross and rose again. Second, we must see it to be true that Jesus is indeed the only saviour of sinners. And third, we must trust our whole person to that truth that is in Christ. You may remember John used a very vivid illustration. He asked us to imagine we had an incurable disease like AIDS or cancer, and then we heard of a new tablet that would cure that disease. We then went to the doctor and obtained this new cure and looked at the tablet, which was very beautiful in appearance. John then told us that if all we did was to know about the tablet and to see that it was indeed a cure for our terrible disease, it would still do us no good at all. To benefit from it, we need to take the tablet to commit ourselves to its healing powers. And John went on to say that this is how it is with Jesus – We have this incurable disease of sin in our lives and he is the only saviour from sin. Acts 4 verse 12 teaches us that salvation is found in no one else except Jesus. He is the cure our sinful hearts desperately need. But knowing that is not enough for us to enjoy the benefits of his salvation. We actually have to entrust ourselves to him, just like the sick person needs to take the medicine to be cured. This is true faith, the faith that saves. Derek French has spoken with John Hall for us, and in a little while John will help us to share about these truths with unbelievers. Indeed, you'll notice his sense of urgency and compassion as he pleads with any unbeliever listening. But to begin with, Derek asked John if he'd start by answering a question which I'm sure many would like to ask, and it's this. Why does our faith, our trust, have to be in Jesus Christ? rather than in someone or something else. And this is how John replied. Well, let's go back to that illustration. You might believe that a lump of cheese might cure your AIDS, but you know that if it was possible, only that tablet would. So eating a lump of cheese might do you good for a short time, but it wouldn't achieve the purpose you wanted, the cure of your disease. And so it is with sin before God. Only Jesus is a sufficient saviour. Your faith doesn't save you. People often say that they have great faith. And I say, well, in what? What do you have faith? They say, oh, I have faith in God. I've had that said to me recently by an old lady. And I said, well, even the devils believe in God, so that won't take you to heaven. 
you need to have a more defined faith than just a faith in God. You need to trust in Jesus alone as he has offered to you in the Bible. This alone saves a sinner. Now imagine this, another story. We got to a great chasm. And over this chasm, with a big raging river in the bottom, was a bridge, which led safely to the other side. And the two of you got there together, you and your friend. And your friend said, I've got great faith. I'm going to cross on my own. No bridge for me. And you say, no, no, look, there's a good bridge. It'll see you safely to the other side. Don't tell me what to do, says your friend. My faith is mine and I know it's good. I'll show you. And out he steps into thin air. There's a cry. And sadly, a few seconds later, there's a crash. And you look over to see his dead body swept away by the river. What a fool, you say. And you say to yourself, well, I'm going to go by the bridge. And you walk safely over to the other side. You see, Jesus is the only bridge to heaven. All other ways end in disaster and death and destruction. And so you must believe in Jesus, for he alone is able to save. Well, let's look at some scriptures now which show that God grants such faith so you can ask him for it if you lack it, because God is a God who is an all-sufficient saviour. Let's look at Philippians 1 and verse 29. For it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for him. You see there, God gave them the ability to believe. It is only by God's grace you are saved. Both grace and faith are the gifts of God and enable you to be saved. Let's read Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 again. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. So you see there, it's the gift of God. Cry out to him for that. Or what about Acts thirteen forty-eight, where it says that God ordains those that will believe and that they do then believe? When the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and honoured the word of God. And all who were appointed for eternal life believed. There you are. You see, it shows God's action in saving. So you can't be too bad, can't be too feeble, can't have too little faith. Whatever situation you're in, God is able to save even the worst and weakest of sinners. You cry out to him, God have mercy upon me, a sinner. And he's able to give you faith and everything else that comes from trusting in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, for instance, that his enemies did not believe because they weren't his sheep. We'll read that in John 10, 25 and 26. Jesus answered, I did tell you, but you do not believe. The miracles I do in my Father's name speak for me, but you do not believe because you are not my sheep. You see the picture. You're unable to believe unless God comes and chooses you. You're unable to believe unless God gives you the gift of faith. But if you again see the desperation of that, you can cry out, and God promises that those who come to him, those that ask him, those that cast themselves upon Christ in desperation will have that faith they need to trust Christ and be saved. So come now and don't delay. John, in closing, what should our response be to the Lord Jesus Christ in the light of what we've learned today about true saving faith? Well, we need to see that Jesus has died for sinners. He's risen and reigning. 
And he's the only one who can do sinners good. He's the only one that can save any sinner. But he does save, he can save, he's able to save. You know it's absolutely true, listener. The resurrection seals the truth of what I've been telling you. And so now's the time to trust this Lord Jesus as your saviour. And once more, as I've done many times already in this programme, let me urge on you, don't put off the time to trust. Now is always the best time for you to trust him and pass from death to life. Like the blind man in Mark chapter 10, cry out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Seek Jesus now. Be urgent. Be sure to trust in Christ. You're listening to Serving Today, the programme for pastors and church leaders. From time to time here on Serving Today, we hear from our good friend Malcolm Ryan as he shares pastoral encouragement from the scriptures. We're very grateful that he can join us again as he reflects on the Apostle Paul's experience of being a servant of God. It's been one of those difficult days, causing you to feel tired and frustrated. And as you think about the unfairness of life, you may conclude, this world hasn't treated me at all well, even though I'm a nice person. Yet expecting the world to be kind because you're a nice person is like expecting a bull not to charge you because you're a vegetarian. And to make matters worse, if you're a Christian as well as a nice person, you're in for an even harder time. If that's where you are in life, you may feel like giving up. Yet there is a better way, as recommended by the Apostle Paul, who had this word of encouragement for the believers at Philippi. In Philippians chapter 3, from verse 12, he writes, But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Frustration is a feeling that's caused by being upset or annoyed as a result of being unable to change or achieve something. And we all have that if-only feeling at one time or another. The question is, are we going to let it get us down or are we going to get over it by taking Paul's advice? Paul was out to win a prize. Not an earthly prize, but the prize for which God had called him heavenwards in Christ Jesus. That's to say, he was in a race towards Christ-likeness, because as he says in Romans chapter 8, verse 29, those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son. And that's the call and the goal of every Christian. On the other hand, some people have an unhealthy preoccupation with looking back and getting stuck in a rut. With that in mind, Harry S. Truman, the 33rd President of the United States, made this amusing observation. People who live in the past remind me of a toy I'm sure all of you have seen. The toy is a small wooden bird called the flugie bird. Around the flugie bird's neck is a label reading, I fly backwards. I don't care where I'm going. I just want to see where I've been. Already secure in knowing Christ as his Lord and Saviour, Paul didn't waste time looking back. Instead, he looked forward 
and moved forward with the anticipation that some day he would reach the finishing line to the encouraging cheer of well done. Well done, because by the enabling power and sustaining grace of God, he would have run a good race. Well done, because as he would later write in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. It takes considerable determination to go in the unpopular direction. As a Londoner by birth, it reminds me of walking over London Bridge during the rush hour. In the morning, most people are heading north into the city. So for the few who work on what's known as the South Bank, it's a struggle to walk over the bridge from north to south because of the sheer volume of people coming in the opposite direction. Of course, there are lots of bridges to cross in life, but kept in the mighty power of God, we can cross them as we press on towards the goal that offers the beautiful prize of being more like Jesus. Thanks to Malcolm Ryan, and that's the end of our time together here on Serving Today. If you'd like to contact us, the details follow shortly. So this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye. May God bless you as you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. There are a number of ways to get in touch. Our email address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. Or you can search our web catalogue at www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye.